Merry Christmas. Ho, ho. This is Infants on Thrones. Baby steps. Who wants someone to preach to? The philosophies of men. I like magical toys. Who wants religion to Mingled with humor. I don't believe in them. There will be many willing to preach to you the philosophies of men mingled with humor. We are evolving. Baby steps. You can buy in this world of money. the good in everything look for the people who will set your soul free it always seems impossible until it's done look for the good in everyone welcome back to infants on thrones i'm glenn ostland My first name is Dow, by the way, and this is episode 830, The Birth of the Divine Atheist, which isn't the birth of something new as much as it is an exploration of things. Um, You know, I I don't know. It's a little essay that I wrote for kicks as I was wondering how in the world to deal with all of this Christmas stuff that used to meant something to me one way, then kind of shifted and then kind of changed. It's been changing for me over the years. So in this essay, I make connections between The One Bright Pearl, a lecture from a 13th century Japanese Buddhist priest named Dogen, The Creation of Adam, which is a painting from a 16th century Italian artist named Michelangelo, and Monkey Holding an Ice Cream Cone, a 10-page flip chart, homemade cartoon drawing thingy from a 21st century infant, Dowglen. That's me. And what I'm basically trying to say here is that being a divine atheist means that, as an atheist, I look to science, nature, humanism as a way to find and create meaning in the world. And I recognize that all stories about God and the nature of existence are fictions. Ways that we connect dots to form a bigger picture that is really impossible for anyone to truly see. But rather than dismissing these fictions as stupid, foolish, wrong, or unworthy of attention, as atheists can be known to do, I see them as divine, because I see everything as divine. I see humanism as divinism, because just like a snowman is called a snowman because it's a man made out of snow, We're all divine because we're all made out of stuff that characteristically is associated with divinity. The stuff that we're made from is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, at least according to quantum field theory. And if Christmas is the time to celebrate a story of divinity made flesh, and a time of celebrating the hope of peace on earth and goodwill towards man, then sure, okay, let's do it. So. If this sounds like your cup of tea with this essay, you're in the right place. And if it doesn't, and if tea isn't really your thing, then enjoy obeying the word of wisdom. And now, hang on to your hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. All right, (laughs) Christmas Day, 2022. While much of the world was celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, Born of a virgin, wrapped in swaddling clothes in a lonely manger, divinity made flesh. I experienced a little birth of my own, the birth of the divine atheist, which wasn't so much the birth of something new as it was a minor kind of epiphany thingy 
which gave me a slightly different way of connecting different symbols and dots to update a created sense of meaning about the way I perceive, interpret, and process reality. Did you get that? <laughs> I also got some really comfy socks. But the divine atheist epiphany thingy happened while I was soaking in a salt bath, listening to the One Bright Pearl lecture from the Shobo Genzo, a collection of lectures from the Buddhist priest Dogen, who founded a school of Buddhism in Japan between 1200 and 1253. Now, as I was listening to this lecture, I started picturing Michelangelo's famous painting, The Creation of Adam, where Adam is reaching out and touching the finger of God. Why was I picturing this? Who knows? I, I don't really know where my thoughts come from or why certain things pop into my mind when they do. But as I was listening to this lecture from Dogen called The One Bright Pearl, my mind began wandering. And this is where it went. The One Bright Pearl tells the story of a Chinese Buddhist monk who came to an understanding that every aspect of his existence was dependent on other things. Water, air, food, sunlight, all these different things working together to create the conditions for life, death, sickness, health. There is no independent existence. All things are interreliant and interconnected. And the great insight that this Chinese Buddhist monk came to was that the whole universe in all its shapes and forms is the one bright pearl. His great insight was that nothing is separate from or outside of the one bright pearl of this universe. Everything is the one bright pearl, whether we're able to see it that way or understand it that way or not. Now, I've recently watched and rewatched a docu-series on Netflix called Our Universe. This six-part series, narrated by Morgan Freeman, tells the story of this one great pearl, not from the perspective of a 13th century Chinese Buddhist priest, but from the perspective of our most current scientific understanding of 2022. Netflix's Our Universe tells the story of the Big Bang, the rapid expansion of energy 13.8 billion years ago that led to the formation of gravity, time, hydrogen atoms, suns, planets, solar systems, galaxies, and at least some of the forms of life that formed on one of those planets, this one, and how all of these different things are in fact different versions of that rapidly expanding energy from the Big Bang, the many different aspects of the one bright pearl. And during the Christmas season, much of the world celebrates a story of God, the omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent creator of everything, taking upon himself mortal flesh in the form of Jesus. Now, of course, I used to believe that story exactly the way that I was taught to believe it, that man was created in the image of God, that God's work and glory is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man, that as man is, God once was, and as God is, man may become. I believed that God looks like a man in a perfected, resurrected body of flesh and bone, a celestial body, a physical body. Now I see all of this as symbols for hidden truths that I just can't understand. Now I see all of these as different pieces of the one bright pearl. Nothing that exists does not exist. 
even if that existence is only in the form of a thought that exists in the mind of a human being. So imagine that you're holding a flip chart. There are 10 pages. Each page has a very detailed picture of a monkey holding an ice cream cone. And if you flip the pages one after another, it creates a kind of homemade cartoon where the monkey drops the ice cream cone. The ice cream falls off the top of the cone and it starts melting when it hits the ground. And the monkey reacts with screeching and wailing and throws a little fit. Now, each of these 10 pictures of the flip chart show this progression happening very clearly. And whether you watch the entire ice cream dropping story unfold from page one to page 10 or not, I could show you any one of those 10 pages and you would know that you're looking at a monkey holding an ice cream cone because you'd be able to see very clearly the complete picture on each page. Now, of course, if I showed you just one page, you wouldn't see the motion, you wouldn't see the movement, you wouldn't get the bigger picture for what's going on when they're all flipped together. But even just poking out one slide, you'd be able to know what it was that you were looking at. But what if I gave you a pair of glasses that filtered out 99.9% of everything drawn on each one of those pages? So now, instead of seeing the complete picture on each page of a monkey with an ice cream cone, you see mostly blank space with just a few random dots here and there. And then when you flip the 10 pages together, all you really see, again, is mostly nothing, but what might look like a little bit of confetti or some static fuzz that doesn't really look like much of anything. You certainly wouldn't know that each page shows a monkey holding an ice cream cone, at least not while you're wearing those glasses. And maybe you show one of these pages to someone older and smarter than you. And they're also wearing the glasses, of course, but their glasses filter out a different 99.9% than yours do. So they're also seeing random dots on each page, but not necessarily the same random dots that you're seeing, although neither of you totally understand that. And this other person connects those dots together to show you, I don't know, what, what do they do? Do they show you, oh, this is a fish, or this is a star, or whatever thing it is that they come up with to connect those few dots in order to make some sense for them, for whatever reason, they're connecting it to make sense. Because no one feels all that comfortable with a blank page. And so connecting the dots on each page, and then again, connecting the dots from page to page to try to see how it's progressing to tell a bigger story, well, that's what we're doing all the time, isn't it? Like connecting dots, trying to make sense of things. Are you following me? So in a way, I've started looking at everyday life, kind of like that 10-slide flip chart. Only there are a lot more than 10 slides, and there's much more going on than a monkey dropping an ice cream cone. The way that I think about it, every moment in time, like if you just freeze this moment right now and you look around at what's in the room around you, it's like everything's just frozen in motion. So like every moment in time is like one page. And all the details of everything that exists right now in this moment and then again in this moment and now in this one and all of the other moments in between each little snapshot of existence at any moment in time ever moving one moment forward into the future revealing as it moves the bigger story that includes growth and decay and change and motion all of the different ways that the one bright pearl is the whole universe and all its shapes and forms is the one bright pearl but guess what? We're all born with a pair of glasses that filter out more than 99.9% .9 
of that one bright pearl of existence that is everything around us and inside of us. Our eyes take in only a fraction of the electromagnetic spectrum. Our ears only perceive a fraction of all the sounds around us. When we're born, where we are born, when we are born, the culture that we're born into, the people that we meet, the experiences we have, all of that imprints on our mind. It becomes part of our filtering system. It becomes part of what shows us certain things with those glasses and blocks out other things with those glasses. So every human life is a small fraction of all of the possible ways that life can be experienced. So we really only ever experience a few dots on the flip chart of reality. We're born, and as we grow and develop, people older and smarter than us teach us how to connect the dots in whatever ways they've learned how to connect the dots. And the process of tradition paints a picture of reality that we just accept and believe because that's just the way things are, right? And the way that I was taught to connect these dots was the Mormon way. You know, the plan of salvation, the war in heaven, the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, the great flood, the chosen people, the Savior and the Atonement, the Great Apostasy, the First Vision and the Restoration of All Things, the Latter Days, the Second Coming, the Millennium, the Final Judgment Bar of God, the Degrees of Glory and the Eternal Perspective, the Highest Degree of the Celestial Kingdom or Bust. Stories and fictions meant to connect the dots in certain ways, and yet the whole universe in all its shapes and forms is the one bright pearl. And I used to believe all those stories exactly the way that I was taught to believe them. And then I went to graduate school and I focused my studies on folklore and mythology and I learned that there are many, many other ways to connect those dots. Ways that made more sense to me in some ways and ways that raised a lot more questions for me in others. The whole universe, in all its shapes and forms, is the one bright pearl. But I can't see all of its shapes and forms, can I? no matter how I connect the dots. There's so much in each given moment and in the much larger, bigger picture that I'm just missing. I can never really understand what I want to understand because I can never take off those glasses that I was born with that filter out more than 99.9% .9 of reality. I'm basically talking about my human brain. So as much as I want to see how everything really is and how it all really fits together, I just have to make peace with the fact that I only ever get confetti and static fuzz. And any way that those dots are connected to create meaning, well, it's a fiction that will surely change as new bits and pieces come into the picture. And that's the part of me that makes me an atheist. Although I don't know how many atheists would actually claim me or accept me as an atheist because there's that whole divine atheist thing that connects dots in a way that maybe doesn't totally fit with the way that others are connecting the dots. But there really isn't a single story or explanation about the nature of God that I can believe as anything more than a well-intentioned, at least in most cases, yet grossly incomplete fictional connecting of the dots. All the stories about God are fictions, and I don't believe that they exist in any form other than in the form of the thoughts that exist in the minds of human beings. Although I do think that's really important and really powerful and shouldn't just be dismissed as a way of saying, oh, that's just a bunch of bullshit, because I don't think it is. The whole universe, in all its shapes, in all its forms, is the one bright pearl. Nothing that exists in any shape or form does not exist. 
even if that existence is only in the form of a thought that exists in the mind of a human being. But that doesn't mean that things have to be bleak. It doesn't mean that we have to live in a meaningless world. I think it means just the opposite, actually. I think it means that this is the way that meaning gets created. It means that we live in a meaningful world. So what if, instead of fighting and arguing with people who connect the dots differently than we do, what if we accepted the story that we are all fiction-wielding, meaning-making aspects of the one bright pearl? And what if, when we met another person, our first thought was, wow, here is another version of me who has been taught to connect the dots differently. I wonder what they've learned. I wonder how they've learned to connect these dots. I'm really interested in finding out. Because, yes, maybe the way that these dots are being connected is not telling the full story. But if the energy that expanded from the Big Bang is, in fact, the very thing that became every atom and every molecule and everything that exists both inside and outside of my body, if we really are all stardust and that stardust really is all one thing, then aren't we really, truly different versions of the same stuff? And furthermore, why is it that people older and smarter than me connected the dots to tell a fiction that all of this stardust is just ignorant, unintelligent, unaware, separate pieces of random chaos that are like gajillions of separate little Lego pieces floating around in space that just happen to snap together in just the right way to create all of this. Now, if I'm blind to more than 99.9% of reality, and if every other human is as well, how can I be so sure that random chaos is the prevailing creator? Maybe what we see as random chaos is kind of the result of seeing just the little dots and the confused confetti and the static fuzz. Maybe random chaos is what gives all of this energy variety. The whole universe, in all its shapes and forms, is the one bright pearl. Nothing that exists in any shape or form does not exist, even if that existence is only in the form of a thought that exists in the mind of a human being. A few years ago, I wrote a book called Bathing with God, available on Amazon if anyone is wondering what to do with their Christmas gift Amazon cards. And in this book, I explored the idea of the energy that came from the Big Bang being intelligent and aware rather than simply ignorant pieces of stuff. I started to see the energy from the Big Bang as divine, the energy itself being omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, the creator of all things because it is all things, it is all power, it is all knowledge, it's everything, everywhere, all at once. And that's what you are. And that's what I am. And we are all together. Kukukachub. Which brings me back to Michelangelo's The Creation of Adam. Because if you take that image literally, here you have Adam reaching out to touch the finger of God. But what is Adam made from? The arm that he's reaching out with is made out of muscle, bones, flesh, which is made out of billions of living cells, a massive community of microscopic, sentient life forms that grew out of this planet and have been evolving for millions of years. So, in a way, Adam in that picture is the Earth that has grown into a certain form that is reaching out to... to what? The whole universe, in all its shapes and forms, is the one bright pearl. Adam is reaching out to touch a finger of understanding towards the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent creator that created him. In the painting, 
That is symbolized as a white-bearded man wrapped in a cape along with a bunch of angels that may or may not be an anatomically correct image of the human brain. An interesting theory about Michelangelo's potentially hidden meaning behind that painting. But again, if you take that image literally, here you have God reaching out to touch the finger of Adam. But what is that God made from? The arm he is reaching out with sure looks like it's made out of muscle, bones, flesh, which would also be made out of billions of living cells, but not living cells that evolved from this earth, right? I mean, if we're being literal and all, maybe a more informed part of my meaning-making brain might say that God's arm cells evolved on Kolob or a planet close to Kolob or something like that. But remember, these are dots being connected together to tell a story that can't possibly come close to the way that things really are. It may be one way of understanding it, but if the story that our science is telling us about the Big Bang is true, that we really are all different iterations of the same cosmic energy, and if it is more likely to assume that since this energy did what it did here on this planet, that it's been doing similar things in other places and times, possibly forever, well, if these things are true, then isn't the divine nature of that Michelangelo painting every pixel of existence in the painting, all of it, not just the God reaching his finger out, but also the atom and also all of the air in between them, everything, all of it. Because if I really, really were to take that symbol literally, even with a Mormon formed meaning-making mind that connects those dots to tell a story of God evolving into human form on Kolob and Adam evolving into that same form on planet Earth, our science is telling us that the subatomic energy that is creating the atoms in both of those different cells on both of those different planets, and the subatomic energy that makes up those molecules that make up those cells, that make up both of the arms, well, that's the same energy that makes up everything. The whole universe in all its shapes and forms is the one bright pearl. And maybe the one bright pearl that Dogen spoke of is what theoretical physicists today speculate about in quantum gravity theory. And that's where the divine part of the divine atheist comes in because now I see everything and everyone as divine. Divinity made flesh. This divine energy that expanded from the Big Bang. This divine energy, this divinity made flesh. Sort of like Jesus. So, in this season where much of the world celebrates the birth of divinity made flesh, happy birthday to everyone and everything. May we truly learn to create peace on earth and always hold goodwill towards everyone, regardless of the fictions that we use to connect whatever dots we are actually able to see. And these things I say in the name of the divine atheist, the whole universe in all its shapes and forms is the one bright pearl, and you are it. Amen and amen. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light Next year all our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay Next year all our troubles will be mine Here we are as in olden days, happy
happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us gather near to us once more. Someday soon we all will be together if the fates allow. Until then we'll have to muddle through somehow. Thank you for listening to Infants on Thrones.